0: Treasures from God's Word The kings and priests and prophets heard There would be one offering Gills that will send so we can see Hi boys and girls, I'm Maria and welcome to Treasures from the Bible. In our story today, I'm going to be reading a book that my little sister Sarah gave helped our grandmother, Mrs. Gunther, to write. It's titled, In the Days of the Giants. whispered a voice. Sarah Gunther opened her eyes and rolled onto her side on the deep green grass to see the person calling her name. She looked this way and that way. Then suddenly she heard a shriek from her friend Esther. And then she heard a loud crack. Sarah jumped up to see Esther fall off the lowest limb of a pine tree that was as tall as a giant. Sarah then heard her grandmother's familiar footsteps running down the wooden stairs of the front porch. That sound always reminded her of someone knocking on a door. Are you all right, Esther? Her grandmother's worried voice called. It's a good thing that hammock was there, Sarah grimaced. Esther sat beneath the shade of the huge tree with a sad frown, half scared and half embarrassed. How about some snickerdoodle cookies, sweetheart? Sarah's grandmother, Mrs. Gunther, gently asked. Quietly. Esther nodded, trying very hard not to smile. Esther followed Mrs. Gunther back into the old farmhouse kitchen. I'll be right there, Sarah said. As she lingered behind and sat down at the hand-carved wooden picnic table, as her hands glided across the smooth tabletop, she recalled the story behind it. The massive table had been whittled from a gigantic oak tree, which had fallen down many, many years ago in a field, which was now the Gunther's front yard. Mrs. Gunther's grandfather and uncle had dragged the tree with Betsy, the mule, into the yard. What the two men saw, they cut out the tabletop and then the attached benches. On the back of the benches, the grandfather had carved by hand the scene of Noah and various animals and birds entering the door of the ark. Sarah pretended that she was sitting in Noah's ark, waiting for the huge rainstorm. The giants heard Noah, but they didn't listen, said eight-year-old Sarah loudly. Sarah closed her big brown eyes, daydreaming of the giants that lived in the days of Noah. Noah. Who are you talking to, Sarah? Esther stammered, running up to the table, her long curly brown hair flopping in the wind. Nobody, Sarah admitted shyly. She remembered the verses her grandmother had taught her. Listen to these verses I've memorized, Esther. Genesis 6, 4 through 5. There were giants in the earth in those days. And also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, and they bare children to them. The same became mighty men, which were of old, men of renown. And God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Why didn't the giants listen, Esther wondered, sitting on the huge bench across from Sarah? Then Esther opened her mouth as wide as she could, to take a big bite out of her snickerdoodle cookie. They must have drowned in the flood because it covered the whole wide world, Sarah replied. Sarah knew quite a bit about the Bible, even at her young age. God had blessed her with grandparents who daily taught her the truth, the whole Bible. Suddenly, rain clouds as dark as night moved in, hiding the sun, and it became very windy. Sarah and Esther looked at each other nervously. The branches of the two tall pine trees swung wildly, as if they were shaken by a giant. Sarah wondered silently to herself. There were only eight people that went through the door of the ark. It must have been very hard to see outside during the rainstorm. How long can a candle burn? Did Noah and his family have kerosene lamps, like Grandma and Grandpa used last week when the lights went out? Only eight people were on the ark. "'What happened to all the rest of the people? "'Did the children die too?' "'Sarah tried to hold back her tears. Esther yelled nervously, "'I'm scared.' "'Sarah ran into the farmhouse, "'clutching Esther's sweaty palm as she ran. "'In her bedroom, they both sat huddled together on Sarah's bed. "'Sarah grabbed her Bible from the end table "'and turned to Genesis 7. "'Is another flood coming?' Sarah thought to herself. "'I'm only eight. "'Will God save any children on May 21st, 2011? "'Will bodies or dust come out of the graves? "'Who's going to be caught up? "'Grandma and Grandpa are always saying "'these things are like the times of Noah. "'They really are.' "'Sarah's head began to spin like a top, "'round and round and round. "'I want to live forever. I don't want to die.' "'What do you mean you want to live forever, Sarah?' "'whispered Esther. "'Will we be drowned in a flood too?' "'No, Esther.' The flood happened in the days of the giants. That was the day of the giants drowned, like it says in Matthew 24:38 through 39a. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark and knew not until the flood came and took them all away. Sarah, Esther, are you all right? You two can come out from underneath the comforter. Slowly, two little faces peered from underneath the pink, fluffy comforter and breathed a sigh of relief. Sarah knew she would have to research the Bible to find the answers to all these things she was puzzled about. She decided right then and there that she would start by asking her grandmother. Were there any eight-year-olds in Noah's family? Sarah asked. That's a very good question, her grandmother responded. Why don't you two come into the kitchen and we'll talk about this over some nice hot lunch. Now that was a great idea, Sarah thought. As she looked at Esther with a twinkle in her eye. The aroma of freshly baked bread and hot soup filled the air. As Sarah and Esther followed Mrs. Gunther into the brightly lit country kitchen, Along the yellow and white daisy-flowered wallpapered wall were a few small frames with Bible verses in them. Above the sink was a large window that overlooked Mrs. Gunther's well cut flower and vegetable garden, which the soaking rain outside was well-watering. Were there any eight-year-olds in Noah's family? That was your question, right, Sarah? Sarah nodded her head in agreement. Noah and his entire family were saved, her grandmother explained, as she ladled out three bowls of steaming hot beef and barley soup. I'm glad to hear that, Sarah said with a sigh of relief. Me too, echoed Esther. Grandma, Sarah wondered, how old were Noah's children? The Bible doesn't give us much information, dear. We do know that Noah's children were married when they entered the ark. Sarah reasoned that at one time Noah's children must have been eight years old too, and this thought brought her great comfort as she explained to her younger friend. See, Esther, Noah's sons and wives used to be children just like us. The ark is also a picture of the Lord Jesus and his salvation, as well as a rapture, Mrs. Gunther explained. I don't get it, Esther said, with a puzzled look on her face. The waters are a picture of the gospel of salvation and judgment. For those in the ark, it had to do with salvation, like it says in 1 Peter 3.20. Eight souls were saved by water, but for all those outside of the ark, it had to do with judgment, according to Matthew twenty-four, thirty-eight and 39. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered into the ark, and knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be." How is the ark a picture of the rapture? Sarah quietly asked her grandmother. "Honey, it says in Genesis seven seventeen, and the flood was forty days upon the earth, and the waters increased and bare up the ark, and it was lifted up above the earth. On May twenty first, two thousand eleven, the true believers will ascend or be lifted up above the earth and into heaven in their new bodies." I told Noah to build an ark of gopher wood in Genesis 6.14. Sarah wrote on a piece of paper that she had in her Bible. She got up and went to put it on her desk, which was next to her grandpa's study, hoping Maria would not find any spelling errors. Wait a minute. Even though Sarah is my sister, I'm very particular when it comes to spelling. Esther, do you want to come into my grandpa's study? Sure, Esther said excitedly. Esther, I have to spell the word ransom. What's a ransom, Sarah? Esther, in Genesis six fourteen, God also told Noah to cover the inside and outside of the ark with pitch. The word pitch is the same word as ransom. I still don't get it, Esther said, shrugging her shoulders. What's a ransom? My grandpa said that a ransom is an exchange or a trade. He gave me a passage to look up in my Bible, and I wrote it down here. Somewhere. Oh here it is Mark eight thirty six through thirty seven. I'll read it to you, Esther. For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man give in exchange for his soul? My grandpa said that Jesus took our sin and in exchange gave us his righteousness or salvation. Now I get it, said Esther, as she softly turned the pages of the Bible. The rest of the afternoon, Sarah wrote and Esther drew a picture of a giant. Later, Sarah's sister, Lizzie, painted the giant using beautiful pastel watercolors. Sarah would read a sentence from the Bible and then write it in her notebook. She also added some glitter to Esther's giant picture, which had 2 Corinthians 5.21 written on it. For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Later, Sarah asked me to type up some verses for her to study from 2 Corinthians 5:17 through 2 Corinthians 6 verse2, "And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to Himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation, to wit that God was in Christ, We then, as workers together with him, beseech you also that ye receive not the grace of God in vain. For he saith, I have heard thee in a time accepted, and in the day of salvation have I succored thee. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. The next morning, Sarah watched her grandmother water her flower beds and vegetable garden. Grandma? Yes, sweetheart. The giants were called men of the name. What does the Bible say about God's name? That's a very good question, Sarah dear. God's name is holy. God calls himself Jehovah, grandmother said. God also gives himself the name, the word of God. In the beginning was the word, is referring to Jesus Christ or to the Bible or to the words God spoke to Noah, for example. Who is Jehovah, Grandma? He is the only Savior and King of kings and Lord of lords. He is the creator of this world. He is the ransom of His chosen people from all over the world. He is perfect and righteous in everything He says and does. The name of God includes everything that God is. God is an infinite being and has many names that teach us what he is like. As they started walking back toward the old farmhouse, Mrs. Gunther had an afterthought, and most importantly, because God is to receive all the glory, Sarah. Well, boys and girls, it looks like we've come to the end of another program. We hope you enjoyed it. For a free audio CD of today's program, please write to Treasures from the Bible and Care Family Radio. Oakland, California, 94621-USA. Today's program is titled, In the Days of the Giants. May God richly bless you with His salvation. Thanks for listening, and be sure to tune in next week when we learn something new from the Bible. Bye!